walking down the street, yes. and you see a little ghost. What? What you gonna do about Ghostbusters? What? What? What is that? That's the Ghostbusters theme song. No. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. The following episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. I'm Ben Groves, and this is part two of our mini Ghostbusters crossover series with Rudy from Drinks in the Movie podcast. How's it going, buddy? Yo, what's up, man? Thanks for uh, for having me again. Thanks for being here again, man. The last episode was uh, was a lot of fun, and now obviously I get to hear what you think of watching this for the first time through again. <laughs> I'm fucking excited, man. How did you get on with the second one? It I didn't care for it. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was okay. not, I was not that into it to be honest, man. Um Okay. I and I, I was excited to watch it. I mean, I was hearing and reading some things, you know, that um it just doesn't hold up to the first. But I still went in, you know, I try not to be too influenced by that stuff. I was like, well, I mean, I'm still going to go into this fresh and I really enjoyed the first one and I, I wanted to watch the first one again. So I was stoked to see this because it's new material, obviously. And um, yeah, man, just the, the whole way through, I wasn't that into it. I was I was kind of bored. I, th- there was still a lot of good humor. You know, there were there were some good jokes in there. I probably should have written some of them down. But overall, I mean, the story and everything was just kind of kind of weak for me. I know what you're saying. This is why I didn't want to say anything to you at the end of the last episode. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's still Ghostbusters. It's still fun. It's the humor's there. The fucking the dynamic is still there. It's just, it's just not the first movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I didn't want to influence it though, man. Um, yeah. Well, I thought it, so. I was listening to the um, the first episode we did because you released yeah. it today. Yeah. And yeah we yeah. got to that. <laughs> I was laughing. It's funny to hear like that that stuff back, you know. But it, mm-hmm. I got to the part when I asked you about it, and the way you described it was <laughs> so hilarious. We were like, "Well, it's uh, you're like it's Ghostbusters, and there's a." Uh, a different villain, but all the same, like just the same movie, right? You know, basically, like yeah, I mean, it's it's Ghostbusters. That's that's, it. and it really kind of is. That was another w- weird thing. It's like yeah, there's a new villain and, and mm-hmm. a, some new ideas, but it felt like it was longer for the sake of being longer. And they do that montage thing again. That just seemed too. They do too it twice in this the, movie. Yeah, it, it was too similar to the. To the I first know. movie too, where, you know, they they're they're kind of down and out in the beginning, and then they yep. start busting ghosts again, and here's <laughs> yep. another montage of like the the same shit, and it's like, damn, like what are you guys doing, man? I tell you what, though, man, I like I I 100% agree with what you're saying, but there's like there's a little kid version of me that is like sitting in the front room with a bowl of cereal with his arms in his air. You know what I mean? Just being sort of like fucking, yeah, man, this is the Ghostbusters again. (laughs) Like when I watch this now as an adult, it is purely nostalgia. You know what I mean? It reminds me of being a little kid, being super excited for seeing the same fucking heroes that I was obsessed with in the first movie. Um, It is the same story. Down on the look. 
something bad happened. No one believes them about the ghosts again yeah. for some again, reason. Dude, again, because <laughs> <laughs> apparently in five years everyone's been sort of like, no, that didn't really happen. There wasn't an enormous marshmallow man walking the streets of New York. We could just forget that. Yeah. That's fine. There was these guys are phonies. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, and then man. they get to the point where they're just sort of like oh shit no they are real here's another big problem it's it's identical it's just it's yeah. just you switch out the villain and the slight setup you know with the slime and then that's it that's yeah. that's the only difference we're, we're in the mayor's office again trying to tell yep. him like what, what's going on and here's how we're one gonna dickhead. fix it except for this time it's not walter peck from the epa now it's just yeah. the mayor's assistant yeah <laughs> <laughs> who fucking the mayor's assistant is kurt fuller i was like what the fuck i did, I forgot yeah. that he was in this man yeah i didn't know he was in this that that dude has been in so many movies playing like a very similar kind of guy it's funny <laughs> he's, he's incredible i like he's he's one of my favorite character actors in some great movies like the wayne's world is it Wayne's yeah, World 2 yeah. that he's in uh yeah. with rob lowe he's fucking amazing he's this character but he's amazing you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, but you've got that guy instead of Walter Peck in this film. And then instead of the, the Stave Puffed Marshmallow Man, you've got the Statue of Liberty. So there's key, again, the, like the first one, this I remember seeing bits of as, as, a, yeah. as a kid. And man, it, it was nostalgic to see some of these key moments, though, like, you know, the painting when they go down to the sewers and there's the the pink ooze, the mm-hmm. Statue of Liberty thing, I completely forgot about. <laughs> so I was like, when they're like spraying it with all the goop and it's starting to come to life and they're playing mm-hmm. like some some good music. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, this does happen in this movie, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Jackie uh, Brown music that's playing and the toasters dancing around to it. And then yeah. when they start blasting that badass like... What is it? Is it lifting me higher and higher? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just goosebumps every time, man. You get like the crowds in New York streets like singing back to the Statue of Liberty, which has somehow organized a motorcade um, <laughs> to go through the streets. It's so it's so stupid, but so fucking fun at the same time. Like it's it's the kind of I call it good stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's right. It knows what it is. It's tongue in cheek. It's just steering into the skid of being like, this is fucking dumb. Let's just enjoy ourselves. And I think that translates more than when something is stupid and it's trying to present itself as like, not serious, but you know what I mean? Like it takes itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I just, I don't know. I've got a real soft spot for this film, man. It's, it's just, it's just Ghostbusters, but slightly off, I guess. Yeah. The main the main reason that it's like it's taken a bit of a weird turn is because of how popular the first movie was and the real Ghostbusters, the animated series, how popular they were with kids. Um, this movie caters to that like enormously. Yeah, I, I was doing a little bit of reading on that and how mm-hmm. yeah, like they took out a lot of the more adult jokes. Yep. Because to appeal to that audience and they mm-hmm. even changed up like uh Annie Potts' hair to match how her character looks in the in the cartoon. Yep. You know, they brought Slimer back and all that. And and you can t- totally see all that. Like it, that influence is, is very apparent. What yeah. one other like shot that man, this took me back, dude, because and I think we talked about this a little bit in the previous episode. This was one moment that really creeped me out as a kid. Okay. Is when Sigourney is going to give baby Oscar the bath. 
and oh the water's God. running and then the pink ooze starts like coming out of it. Right. I remember that freaking me out as a child. I forgot all about that shit. And then <laughs> that ghost comes like flying in the baby's like out on the ledge and that ghost flies in with the carriage and takes that's it away. Fucking, that's Janusz. <laughs> that's Janusz dressed up as like fucking Mary Poppins or a 1940s maid or whatever he's dressed yeah. up as. Like. <laughs> it's, uh, I know exactly what you mean. I kind of forgot about the, the baby thing. I think I confused that with Look Who's Talking for some reason. Like in my head, I've got this scene from Look Who's Talking where there's a baby on a ledge. And now I think it might be this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that fucking ghost thing is is so good he's fucking when the arm extends out and the noise he makes at the same time it just has me howling every day man it's interesting how the very first frame is literally just five years later mm-hmm. and and I, I did like this kind of idea of them being down and out and like ernie hudson and dan Aykroyd are over here going to this house and are basically being clowns yeah um, but then it's funny <laughs> oh. like you said it's like everyone completely forgot that the ghost thing was in fact real and yeah new york city was almost going to be destroyed and all that shit i mean and... that, it's kind of like a running thing throughout the franchise in afterlife it's like the kids don't know that new york was attacked it's like rumors that new york was attacked by a giant marshmallow man yeah or ghosts you know what i mean there's no yeah there's it's, no, it's like... not part of uh their like american history class exactly <laughs> it's not part of like hey remember when everyone realized that ghosts and monsters are real right? yeah never and forget that baby nearly got fucking <laughs> never forget <laughs> never forget man new york was trampled on by a marshmallow and a fucking the Statue of Liberty was walking around know, to good man. vibes it's because so good vibes. Weird. When, when they talk about that, they're like, man, you mean this thing feeds off like bad vibes? Like, no. Dude, it's- <laughs> In 1989 as well, man. I was like, fucking hell, this film is woke. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh man, it's so it's so stupid. This film is Ghostbusters, but for kids. That's all it is. The pink goop, the the fucking the child that's being chased by the monster. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of because there's no reason for Vigo to want to possess like a fucking nine month old child. There's right. no there's no reason for that. <laughs> like if you're a fucking if you're not gonna die of old age because you're a demigod, possess an athlete. Or like the world's strongest man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Why go for a baby? Well, you got to put up with years of shit in yourself and teeth in. <laughs> Fuck no. It, it was, it was, it was pretty weak the way, you know, they de- defeated him too, where it wasn't necessarily all them. It was just the fact that everyone outside was singing Jolly Good Fellow or whatever the fuck they were singing because it was New Year's Eve, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the, all the good vibes are bringing yeah the goop down and it's it's saving us like that i don't know that that was pretty weak that dude with the accent who ran the the art gallery or art restoration place man that fool was annoying dude yeah i know i'm sorry but that guy (laughs) was so annoying and and i like when they're just like hose them and they just fucking spray them (laughs) with this with that slime i know which somehow causes them to pass out and they're like oh it's okay it's it's positively charged slime it's all fine he's not dead we didn't just murder this man (laughs) how do they positively charge the slime because there's that scene back in the lab where they're talking right and they're like we're trying to get a positive reaction out of this slime uh we sing to it we talk to it we give it like reassurance um and then bill murray cracks the joke you're not sleeping with it are you and they both just yeah. kind of look each 
This is what you do with your spare time. Peter, this is an incredible breakthrough. I mean, what a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Whatever this stuff is, it responds to human emotional states. Mood slime. Oh, baby. <laughs> you mean this stuff actually feeds on bad vibes? Like a cop in a donut factory. We've been running tests to see if we can get an equally strong positive reaction. What kind of test? Well, we sing to it, and uh, we talk to it, and say supportive, nurturing things to it. You're not sleeping with it, are you, Ray? Oh, you. It's always the quiet ones. You hound. <clears throat> how about the kinetic test? Is that how they're positively charging that, that slide? Yeah, they are they just Are they fucking it and then putting yeah. it into the, the drums? Like? <laughs> yeah, they were. Yes. Yes, they, they were. That, oh, my goodness. Playing, like, it. good music and uh, sleeping with it. Yes. Good music. Fucking some slime. Getting everyone singing <laughs> some good songs. You know, Happy New Year. It's It's the perfect fucking thing for any. It's a perfect message for any sort of, like, youth out there today. You know what I mean? Like, just fucking be positive enjoy yourself and you won't get possessed by vigo all right yeah. <laughs> it's the same as just sort of like if you don't clean your room i'm telling santa that you're on the naughty list you know what right, i mean this is just right, a much yeah, nicer yeah. way of saying that like if you don't be nice vigo will possess you all right <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of like other key points here but that that was i mean basically my, my big take from it I, I think it could have played a little better too if it was just shorter because it's i'm pretty sure it's longer than the first movie right yeah, well, like the first movie was like an hour and a half. This was like an hour 48 or somewhere mm -hmm. around there. Yep. Um, it, it just gets a little bogged down at times. Like, you know, Lewis, uh, Rick Moranis is like pretty funny when he comes out as their lawyer. But oh at the God. same time, it's like that whole courtroom scene. It, it just had me kind of bored. All the stuff with Bill Murray and, and Dana or Venkman and Dana mm -hmm. about babysitting the kid and she's staying <laughs> at his house just had me. Had me boring. And then again, that, that same kind of formula, right? Where she comes like, oh, this pink goose came out of ooze came out of the the bathtub and tried to eat Oscar and now I have to stay here and yep. it, it just it felt too much like the first movie again, you know? It's all it is, man. It's just it's the first movie rewritten for kids. Uh, the first yeah. movie was was so popular with kids, but it was a little too adult. Everyone was smoking. If you noticed in this one, no one's smoking cigarettes. There's one yeah. scene where ray has a cigar in his mouth yeah and that's that it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah um but because they were doing so well with like younger audiences they obviously they brought slimer back as like the firehouse pet and then a, as a bus driver because that's what he is in the fucking cartoon series he's like a, yeah he's like a pet of the the ghostbusters firehouse um they had to do the whole down on the look given the mayor a reason to like re-employ them and then for them to go and save the world but with like good vibes yeah. rather than <laughs> with know, positive vibes yeah, positive vibes rather than nuclear rays <laughs> <laughs> i did I, I did think it was funny when they decide that they need to dig um like in the middle of the street to dig in that area mm -hmm. to see what's making their little epk meters or whatever the pke whatever they're called yeah yeah go off and like the cops come and <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bill Murray just goes into this improv with this thick, like, East Coast, New York, some sort of 
accent, him and Dan Aykroyd. I thought that shit was hilarious. I fucking love it, man. The bit where he's just sort of where the the actual guy from the construction agency shows up yeah. and it's just sort of like, what are you doing here? He's yeah. got, I've got 3,000 phones out in Greenwich and now I've got yeah. phone lines down here. Are you trying to hassle me? Yeah. What are you talking about? The phone lines are over there. Yeah. <laughs> just start slapping yeah. fucking Egon being like, I told you they were over there, buddy. And then he just changes it. He just like, oh. Well, we got a gas leak right here. Or say he like makes up some other, like just disregards everything they just talked about. He's like, well, we got a gas leak over here. We got to get through. You know, it's it's so funny, man. What's going on here? Hey, what's the story? Hey, what? You boneheads are gonna come and roust me out again? I got three thousand phones out in Greenwich Village. I got about eight million miles of cable. I gotta check. You're gonna come and shake my monkey tree again? What are you talking about, buddy? The phone lines are over there. What did I say to you? The phone lines oh. are over there. Hey. What did hey, I say? Hey, hey. How many times? Hey, hey. You're not with Con Ed or the phone company. We checked. So tell me another one. I got a major gas leak here. What do you think all this is coming from? The sky? And just the way they turn on those voices, that shit's hilarious. It's so dumb, man. But I think that's what makes this film so fucking good. Because it's like, it's a parody of itself, which is already a parody. I think it's satire on satire. And if you can, if you can kind of take the Ghostbusters franchise for being goofy as shit, and then realize that goofy as shit is now goofing on goofy as shit. Yeah. It's kind of genius in a way. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what it is. It's, every time I watch it, I get goosebumps at certain points throughout the movie. Statue of Liberty walking through and everyone singing goosebumps. Uh, fucking Rick Moranis uh, being the fifth Ghostbuster. Yeah. <laughs> like when, <laughs> and doesn't when G- do shit. <laughs> oh, my. But he gets all the credit and that's what makes yeah. it so good. It makes it because no, no I- one sees what happens on the inside of the museum. They just yeah. see fucking this little... Little tiny Rick Moranis yeah. push through the crowd, <laughs> shoot the doorway as everyone's singing. What are they singing? Like Al Al Sang? I don't know what the fucking song is. Happy New Year. Yeah, some like some some New Year song. I don't yeah. even know, but something like yeah, that. No, he that's the door, and everyone's like, "Yeah, buddy, you did it." And yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I did it. He's like, "I'm a Ghostbuster. I did it." He's- god it's just talking about it just gives me goosebumps man i'm like fuck yeah let's go tully you did it buddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean there's some genuinely funny moments you know and and anytime Mm. bill murray is on the on the screen like he definitely kind of steals the show i feel and same with rick moranis and his moments but for me it's still it still just isn't enough to to carry it like i have zero desire to ever watch this movie again Whereas the first one, I, I, I almost want to watch the first one more yeah. now after seeing this. Yeah, 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 I already yeah, yeah. wanted to watch it again. And now I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I have to watch the first one tomorrow again <laughs> just to like <laughs> cleanse myself and remind me that this was like kind of cool for a second. <laughs> Can we just take a minute to say Janine in this movie was like insanely hot. When I was a kid, my crush on Janine in the first movie was next to non-existent that's and then, Annie Potts right the- yeah, yeah yeah and then when I watched this movie as a, ch- as a kid my crush on Janine was through the fucking roof yeah, and then that, that red hair a oh, man it was it was the red hair the barber and it was she kind of looked like Velma it was like a cross <laughs> yeah. between like <laughs> you know what I mean yeah um 
but it is I, I think as a as a kid I was so emotionally invested in how fucking amazing uh Rick Moranis was in Ghostbusters and my crush on Janine. So those two like their their romance in this movie I was so invested in as a yeah. child watching it now I'm still rooting for them. I'm like fuck yeah man. You go for it buddy. You guys deserve each other. Is that the sweetest bit in this movie is when uh fucking Tully tries to ask Janine out for the first time and he sort of runs into the street as she's crossing the street and he's like do you want to go to dinner with me? And she's like I'd love to but I got to babysit. Do you want to come babysit with me? And he's like yeah I'd love to. And he's standing there just chatting shit to himself like he does in the first movie, being sort of like, well, that's fine. I can get his address from this and this, and I can figure out this here. (laughs) And the cars start beeping and stuff like that. So rather than him just get out of the way, he turns into like a traffic cop and starts guiding all the traffic. I don't know, should I take the subway or surface roads or what? It's kind of busy, huh? Well, I'm walking. Good night. Well, now, well, 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 hang on now. Do you you maybe want to, oh, no, no. Do you want to have something to eat with me? Well, yeah, I'd love that, but I, 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 I told Dr. Vinkman I'd babysit for him. Oh, well, well. You want to babysit with me? Okay, I would. Great. His place at eight. Bye. His place at eight. All right, well, I can get his address from the doctor, hey, too. Bobby, move. Oh. I was like, this is the sweetest thing ever. He's still trying to figure out what the fuck he's doing on his date later this evening, but just sort of like mindlessly guiding cars where they need to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so sweet. I, I, I do I do love when they're in, you know, when the two of them get caught because Sigourney comes back and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, what happened? And she's like, oh, yeah, well, he got arrested. And it's just so nonchalant. <laughs> but there's that. there's like a cut to it later. Yeah. When they're still, the two of them are, even though Sigourney's back, <laughs> yeah. the two of them are still there and they're watching like an old movie. Yep. And he's talking about, oh, this is Rita Hayworth and she was married to Citizen Kane or yeah. some nonsense. <laughs> and the camera just moves up to Sigourney and she's just like, you know, like, I'm I'm here. You guys can, can you don't have to stay here. And he's just like, oh, no, it's all good. It's not a problem. We're good. Like, they're just like fucking hanging out at her at their apartment still like, i fucking love it man i love it the story's really weak i'm not gonna lie right the story's weak because the the beginning of the movie fucking dana is apparently the only person that has a baby you know what i mean vigo's yeah. not saying get me the baby of someone that works for you he's just saying get me a baby it's new york city <laughs> man why is dana being targeted again yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like she's she's had enough grief let's let's you know i get the whole you need to put her back in the path of ghostbusters for her and venkman but there's got to be other babies you know what i mean yeah yeah plenty of babies out there live from the crypt the slime stuff though still freaks me out to this day if i'm at like a, if i'm at a hotel or whatever and i put the bath on i can't just sort <laughs> of leave the room just in case i come back in and it's fucking like bright pink and trying to be all weird yeah, it's funny. I feel like I've always had some kind of fear of some strange substance coming out of a faucet like that, and I completely right. forgot that it stems from this movie. It's all when that when that scene happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is something that's like etched into my soul." I know. The worst <laughs> thing about it is, right? Is I'm completely with you. The fear that comes from that moment in this movie completely overshadows the fact that Sigourney Weaver is in just lingerie. <laughs> do you know what i mean that should be the it's, takeaway from this moment but it's not it's the fucking anxiety inducing bathtub 
Like, <laughs> which th- that that you know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. that came off kind of weird to me. It's super when weird. For, it's like for no reason. I mean, I and I'm trying to justify it. Like, all right, I guess you don't want to get your shirt wet because you're gonna give this baby a bath. But I don't know. It just it seemed really odd. Like, just a very odd choice. Whether it was the her or the director or whatever. I think I just saw on like IMDb trivia too that it's like no one knows who decided to do that because it wasn't in the script. So was it her choice or the director? Who knows? But yeah, yeah that that was it was. For me, it was just kind of odd. I'm like, all right. I mean, yo, I'm cool with that, I guess. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's still unsettling, though, right? Because it kind of just yeah. does come out of left field. It's the way yeah. that the setup of it is super weird as well. And she's like talking to the, she's talking to Oscar, being sort of like, oh, it's you know, we gotta we gotta get you in the bath and do this. So it's probably gonna splash mommy too. Oh, mommy's gonna take her shirt off too. Yeah. And then just takes <laughs> her shirt off. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Why are you narrating <laughs> this to your child? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's that too. I think the part of what makes it weird is the fact that she's like talking out loud about it. She says <laughs> yeah. that, like, yeah, mommy's gonna take her shirt off. All it's right, just, man. Whatever. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Again, completely cool with it. Completely cool that you do you. That's fine. Came a little bit out of left field. The there's some fucking great moments with uh with Oscar though. The bit where Dana is at Venkman's house and she, I think it's the first night there. She's just arrived. She's all panicked, and she's like, look, it's really late. I should be getting... I should be putting Oscar down. And then Bill Murray steps in with the, may I? She's like, sure, if you want to, that's fine. And then he just sits there and just goes, you're short, your belly button sticks out too far, and you're a terrible burden on your mother. And then it just fades <laughs> to black. Like, there's no, there's no tie after that. He just literally gives the kid shit and then just moves on. Fucking howling, honestly. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about this entire this entire experience, though, it just it's Rick Moranis, like in the last movie with the being the keymaster who always gets locked out of his apartment. That was one of my favorite moments of the movie. This time round, I don't know if you saw it in the credits. Did you see the bit with Mick, uh, Rick Moranis in the credits when he? Uh, it's like they carried on filming after he yells at them about collecting money from one of the customers. Very early yeah. on in one of the montages. Is it that that moment when he there's like a weird double door thing and he tries yeah. to walk through the wrong the wrong one? He's got the he's got the one mini door for like humans and then the enormous door for the car and he pulls he pulls the push door which opens the car door and then he just runs in and out and he's trying to figure out how to close the one but open the other and sort of running rings yeah. on himself. I was literally. It's the goofiest thing, but it's fucking amazing. It's like that old, it's like old style, cheap slapstick kind of physical comedy. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's Scooby-Doo running into one door and then running out of another door a split second later. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as a kid, that shit literally like was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Did did you hear about how this was somewhat recent? I want to say this was maybe a year, year and a half ago. Okay. When someone like in the street like socked him in the face as he was walking. Wait, what? Yeah, Rick, man. Rick like out of Rick Moranis, like out of nowhere, because he hasn't what? been doing movies or anything. He retired years ago, right? Because he was having yeah. a, a family or whatever. Yeah, he so retired this was, to be uh, a good dad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> um, 
Yeah, this was within the last two years, and there's footage of it. I'm pretty sure you can find a video, but it was confirmed Rick Moranis was all over the news. Some random dude just punched him in the face as he was walking down the street. I'm pretty sure in New York. I don't think it was L.A. Oh, my God. How could you do that to Rick Moranis, man? I know, some sick bastard, man. Dude, that guy, (laughs) he has to have been found, right? That guy? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. Dude, <laughs> what? He has to have been. That's like fucking Rick Moranis is a fucking Amer- national treasure. Yeah, America's sweetheart, Rick Moranis. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> All five foot three of Rick Moranis. How can you punch that dude in the face? He's literally like a comedy icon. Come on. Little Shop of Horrors. Fucking Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Come honey, on. I Shrunk the Kids. It's too much, man. Spaceballs. You're really going to punch Dark Helmet in the face. It's fucking <laughs> Man, disgusting. I forgot about that. Goddamn. Yeah, here we go. O- October 2nd, 2020. Actor Rick Moranis sucker punched while walking in the street. What the fuck? This it, is while last walking year. in NYC, yeah. No, that's too much, man. Here, let me send you this video. Yeah, send it me through. <laughs> right fuck whoever did well, that, man. I'll message you on, on Instagram real quick. Yeah, nice one. Thank you. Fuck that guy, whoever did that. What a dick. Live from the crypt. There's some fucking weird cameos in this movie. Cheech Dude, Marin's Cheech, in this. Cheech Marin, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't even... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was... Yeah, when they're like the Titanic's coming in yeah. and it's him and that other guy. And I was like, dude, they got a Cheech cameo in this movie. I Better fucking... late than never. <laughs> <laughs> I have never noticed that before in my entire life. That's the first time that I've watched this and been sort of like, holy shit, what? In all fairness, though, right, I can watch Ghostbusters on like a monthly, every other month kind of basis. I'll watch Ghostbusters 2 once every few years. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. I do enjoy it. I, it's nowhere near as good as Ghostbusters. It's a, it's a good movie. It's like a nice little. I don't know. It's kind of like. You know when you really enjoy like a com like a cartoon series as a kid. Yeah. And then uh, for Christmas you get like the official annual, and it just gives you like a, a bunch of weird bump that you never needed to know. Um, <laughs> and then when you do know it, you're like, oh, that's cool. But then you can put it down and never read it again, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what this film is to Ghostbusters for me. It's like a, it's like an end of year annual. Yeah. So I might watch it on Christmas or you know the weird time between Christmas and New Year's when I don't really know what day it is or what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to watch this movie. It's just an unfortunate execution, man. Like I feel like they had a golden idea, Ghostbusters. Yep. So like so many different routes they could have taken, and then to just like. Kind of rehash the same shit, but just in a, in a weaker way. I don't know. I know I'm kind of like beating it up for that, but I'm. I'm. Is it still Harold Ramis that and Dan Aykroyd that wrote it? Yeah, it's just Let's those see. two that wrote this. The thing, the reason Damn, that man. it took so long is because um, Bill Murray took like a huge sabbatical from acting, and he fell out with the was it the head of new not new line uh it was touchstone or columbia yeah columbia yeah 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 so he fell out with the head of columbia um so they were kind of refusing to do it but then when the head of columbia got fired and the new head of columbia came in she was like right the fucking ghostbusters 2 is the most important project right now and then she sat down with her agent and all four ghostbusters and got it sorted but I think that's why it's kind of because it sat on the back burner for so long. I don't think anyone was certain that it was ever going to happen. 
Yeah. So then when, when in 1988, they were like, this needs to happen immediately, like right now, I think they were just sort of like, fuck, okay. Because Dan Aykroyd's original idea for this movie um, was that they ended up in Scotland and they find an underground community of fairies. Uh, I'm already not liking that. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I just see what I'm saying. Like that was that would have been like fucking a awful fucking movie. Go going from New York because New York's still a fucking character in this movie, right? It's yeah. still it's it's portrayed as like the the unruly, the unforgiving, the kind of the rough, dark, menacing place to live. But then at the end, it shows that it's still got a great spirit, a good heart, and that everyone can band together and conquer evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put yeah. that in Scotland and then release it in America. No one's going to give a shit. Wait, no one's going to care about an underground fairy ring in Scotland. Fuck, I live yeah. like five hours away from Scotland. I probably wouldn't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the crypt. Sorry to go back to like cameo no, shit. I, I forgot that. Yeah, so Reginald Vell Johnson was <laughs> one of the, he's the one who like lets them out of their jail cell at some point and has like one line. So Wait, that really? was funny. Yeah, yeah. It, he's just kind of obscured by the by the jail cell fucking what do you call it? The door, the the poles or whatever. The bars. I don't know. Yeah, the bars, the bars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tripping out. But um <laughs> there's that and yeah, Ben Stein was one of the guys in like the mayor's office Stein, or at some yeah, point. Man. You've got Jason Reitman, who's the son of the director, Ivan Reitman. Mm-hmm. He's the kid that's just sort of like, uh, my dad says you're full of shit. Oh, that's him. That's okay, him. Nice. But he's also, Ooh. obviously, this guy, that kid goes on to direct Afterlife. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was fucking amazing. <laughs> my dad says you're full of shit and he's directing the movie. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so good, man. There's some fucking, I, honestly, there's there's mad amounts of people in here that I didn't realize were in, like, and I'm every time i watch it i kind of get like kind of get like a little insight bobby brown's in it as the doorman right right didn't realize he was in this until this watch through either him and him and cheech were like my my big fucking reveals i think apart from like a weak story the cameos are great the cast is still great the humor's still there like you said it is just a rehash of the old thing but i think for the first time i was watching this i was just rooting for rick moranis you know what i mean i i was like pure team lewis tully all the way through so yeah. to watch him become like a fucking to go from being just an accountant to their lawyer and winning that case. Admittedly, it was by default, but it was still a win. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he wins that case. And then he goes on to being like an in-house accountant slash lawyer. Then he ends up hooking up with Janine and then he ends up being a Ghostbuster. It's just <laughs> that's like the win story of the century. That's like fucking iconic. It's yeah, probably the true. only iconic thing about this movie, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had, he had a good, uh, a good couple of days there. Yeah, man, he, this is the best New Year for him. This is what makes it. <laughs> Rick Moranis makes this like the third best Christmas movie for me. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so was there was there any point in this film where you were just sort of like, "That's fucking amazing"? Not really. Like I don't, I don't think there's any moments in there where i I felt it was yeah amazing or super mm. cool or anything it was just kind of yeah it just didn't land for me just didn't land for me at all like i, I, I said that. i mean i like a, lo- a lot of the jokes and there's some funny stuff in there and bill murray steals the show it was opinion. different watching this as an adult than it was like when i watch it as a kid i'm yeah. also watching it sober for one of the first <laughs> times so that's that's like a new fucking 
the new <laughs> veil that's been lifted. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I can definitely see, I see this being one of those movies where if you were into it as a kid, mm-hmm. it's like you'll always be into it regardless of like what flaws you can articulate now. And that's that exactly you, what you it notice. is. Yeah. Cause it's like just part of your, it's just part of how you came up, you know, but yeah. Yeah. For me, it just, yeah. And, and I think it kind of started an interesting way, you know, like, they they had to go their separate ways. Like Egon is studying this other stuff, you know. The uh, Winston and Stance are doing the clown thing, like trying to entertain kids. And Bill Murray has or, or Venkman has that like talk show about psychics, which that oh, was like a funny moment too. When he's like talking to the dude about like, well, isn't this like bad for your book sales? He's like, couldn't you have said, shouldn't you have said that it was going to happen a week after? Or I don't know, all all that stuff was gold. But. He's fully just out in himself as a as like a shyster though. You know what I mean? As like a con yeah. man because that's his first <laughs> yeah. take on it. Being sort of like, well, you're not going to make any money off this. Like, yeah. why why even bother doing it? The, yeah. the guy's there being like, no, I'm being serious it's new year's eve it's gonna end and he was right too. And he was right like, no yeah, one no one right. gives that guy credit man he was like bang on <laughs> he called it worst thing is that security guard who watches the fucking venkman show will probably be the only person <laughs> that will give that guy credit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i forgot about that this just adds into my childhood that's all it is it adds into the ghostbusters universe the same way that the real ghostbusters did um i if you watch the real ghostbusters you can just watch like two or three episodes right if you watch two mm-hmm. or three episodes of the real ghostbusters and then look at this film you'll see why this film is the way it is yeah the I, real I, ghostbusters I was so fucking popular that they even changed the monsters in this movie like they changed the ghosts and the monsters and all this stuff to match or to more closely resemble that of the cartoon series right right to obviously appeal more to the kids, taking out the smoking and the sexual innuendos, or most of the sexual innuendos, and then <laughs> just kept it sort of very friend, uh, family friendly. I guess, I guess, in that sense, you have to have it where there's there's a child at risk. You know what I mean? No, no kids are gonna give a shit whether it's like a thirty five year old fucking he man, <laughs> strong man is gonna be like possessed. You know what I mean? Yeah, or that fucking annoying guy that gets tasked with stealing the baby. That that dude just pissed me off every time he showed up. I was like, God, man, shut up. It's it's really bad, but I'm really good at annoying people. So I actually really like that guy. <laughs> the amount of time it takes to just piss everyone in a room off with him is minimal. Yeah. So like, I kind of respect the hustle. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's great, man. You do you. But no, I 100% get what you mean. He's the fucking, he is the most annoying person <laughs> in this entire thing. But I mean, this kind of brings it to an interesting point, though, because obviously, be, like, loving Ghostbusters so much. Ghostbusters 2 is just, you know, it's a rehashing of that, but made almost exclusively for kids and with toy sales in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie is a lot more meta as well. Obviously, they started doing their own merchandise and TV com- commercials, but they're also, they dance to their own theme song from the first movie. You know Dude, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so in the Ghostbusters universe now, Ray Parker Jr. exists as Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> and he wrote the Ghostbusters theme tune retro retroactively for the first events or the events from the first movie. Oh, man. Which was a, it was a mind fuck to get there, but I could, I could buy into it, I guess, but. I think if they were going to do that, they should have put Ray Parker Jr. in the movie. Right. Live from the crypt. But with, the, with this in mind, and like 
the way that it's affected my childhood. This is why the 2016 Ghostbusters was such a fucking disappointment because they veer away from all like the classic comedy stuff. They veer away from all the dynamic between the characters. They just take all of it away and they they switch it out for like cheap gags that are uh, just kind of I don't know. The cast is mainly like SNL SNL right. people, um, but they're not even like SNL quality jokes. You know what I mean? I don't feel like half yeah. the jokes in that movie would have made it onto SNL, let alone into like a fucking movie that's supposed to be part of one of the biggest selling comedy franchises of all time. Well, and and who who wrote that? I know Paul Feig directed it, but let me look this up real quick. You're who wrote that shit? K. E. Dipold K. and Paul Dipold Feig. and Paul Feig. Okay, and then mm. yeah, based off Ivan yeah. and Dan and the Harold's characters. Yeah, I mean. You know, it's funny. I was actually messaging uh, back and forth with with Paul not that long ago, mm-hmm. a- asking if if I saw this one, and I was like, "Nah." I was like, and I and I said, I, "I mean, I've heard nothing, not a single good thing about that movie. I've even seen videos where people like analyze, do an analysis on yeah. why it's bad." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen so many of those videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which There's is, not one of them that's like, this is why it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, and I was talking, it's like, yeah, I mean, and, and also I didn't bother to go see it because, yeah, as you know, I was never super yeah. into Ghostbusters. But even without being a big fan of it, it it's I, I knew even then it's like this isn't the type of movie you've remake. Just if you're going to if you want to cash in on that franchise, just make another sequel. Yeah. Which you know, as we know, they were like I think I believe trying to do for a while, and yes. it never worked out. And it's just so funny because I, I guess in the end somebody wins because not only did they get a remake, and even though it's apparently trash, which I believe. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can only say so much. But well, from I can what tell I you, hear, it's, it's trash. absolute trash. Okay, hundred percent is. It's it's trash. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, they still made money. They still banked off the name, and then because it was so trash, they're yeah. like, "Yo, we gotta fix this. People are into this shit right now. We gotta get this third moving going mm-hmm. ASAP." Hundred percent. I think yeah. the worst thing about this film is is it took so many people's childhoods and just punched it in the face. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I paid to go and watch this at the cinema, um, and the first time I went, I was, I came out and I was kind of in shock. Because I don't know what's just happened to <laughs> something that I love so much. I think I need to watch it again without going in with such high expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I went to watch this twice in the theater. And I fucking hate that I contributed to the, <laughs> the box office figures <laughs> twice. I hate I, something that I will never forgive myself for. And it's the day that I was like, you need to trust your fucking gut. Right. All right. Just trust your gut. Stop second guessing yourself. That's, that's, your, that's your fucking answer. Yeah. I- I can I can totally relate to that. Like I was a big Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Okay, I saw Inherent Vice. I I I hated it, dude. But really? I was like, I have to make sure I don't yeah. like this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw it again, like a few days later, and I was like, I remember being like thirty minutes in. I was like, fuck, why did I waste my money on this? Yeah. Now? Like, what am I doing? I already know I don't like like. And that was kind of one of those profound moments for me where it's like, man, if I don't like a movie, like, fuck it. I don't like it. I don't need to try and make myself just because, oh, I love all Paul Thomas Anderson's other work. Why am I not 
<laughs> vibing with this movie. Who fucking cares? I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, that's a hundred percent, dude. I I lived that exact moment in 2016. Yeah. Like I went through the ex- exact same thought process. About half an hour into the film, I was like, "This is shit. What am I doing?" Um, it's just it's fucking awful. The, I think the the most disappointing thing about the 2016 Ghostbusters is that all the fucking sexist close-minded short like small thinking bellends that were all online going sort of like oh it's gonna suck because they're all female comedians it's gonna be a terrible movie <laughs> girls oh, aren't God. funny <laughs> they were right but for all the wrong reasons <laughs> and i fucking hate that they were right i hate that like this film just gave them a platform for a short amount of time to be this close-minded fucking small thinking like, mob of bellends i hate that they were right yeah well i mean like you like you said they're 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 right only in that the the movie sucks because it just like unfortunately wasn't it just wasn't well clearly wasn't well written and well directed i mean yeah because you've got there's great people in there everyone loves melissa mccarthy she's fun and you know even when i was talking to, to paul about it earlier I was like, I liked Bridesmaids. That's the same. same. That's Paul Feig. It's yeah. a, a, some of the same cast members. Christine I thought Wade. that was a great movie. Yeah, man. And then, but but that's the thing, right? It's like if you're gonna remake a movie, like don't do one as big and iconic as motherfucking Ghostbusters. I know. You, you I know. know, especially when like those characters, like you can't replace them with anyone else. It's like Robert England will always be Freddy Krueger. Like 100%. nobody else can do that. Like it's so solely him. Marlon Brando will always be Vito Corleone. Mm-hmm. Like there's some movies that you just can't and you shouldn't touch, especially yeah. if you're not going to elevate it or make it better in some way. You know, dude, it's like it's like a band taking the Beatles, covering one of their songs, and then releasing it as a single. Just stop. All right, the right. Beatles did it perfect. <laughs> That's why they're the biggest band in the world. Just fucking leave it be. Do yeah. something else. We Weezer doing uh, Africa. Oh, dude! <laughs> and it's, I, it might as well be the exact same <laughs> fucking recording. Do you know? I I read a story about this. This is so off topic, but I read a story about this the other day. Um, they did that because they they were just fucking huge fans, and they wanted to do like a little a little homage to one of their favorite tracks ever. Fucking Toto heard it, and then covered one of their tracks in response. And I just oh, thought that really? that was the cutest thing because obviously, like Weezer were like idolizing. Uh, Toto, and then Toto turned around and was like, "That's really sweet. Uh, here you go. Here's one of your yeah. tracks performed by Toto." <laughs> that that's cool. I mean, that must yeah. be really really dope for them. And yeah, I mean, yeah. that, I, I I can vibe with that. It's like, yeah, we're just having fun and playing a yeah. song we really like. Yeah, but then yeah. I had to hear it every day for yeah. like a couple <laughs> years. So <laughs> then it wasn't so cool for me. You're fine with people covering their idols. Just shut up about it. I don't yeah. want to hear it. Right. <laughs> yeah, just, just keep it to yourself, please. <laughs> Oh man, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I think that's about it, man. I think that about covers up Ghostbusters Two. There's a, there's a. It's very similar to the first one, just not done as well. Also, Rick Moranis is a sweetheart. Don't punch him in the face. I guess is the main <laughs> takeaway from this episode. <laughs> but yeah, oh, what are you gonna rate it? Ah, uh, dude, this one. I don't know, man. It gets a four. I, I know I'm going pretty low, gonna... but 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 like I said, it's like I I honestly will probably never watch this movie again in my okay. life. Okay, can I ask you one favor? Uh, yeah. Right in the days between Christmas and New Year's, have a few drinks. Right, have a few drinks, 
and just just put it make it Christmassy though. Make it Christmassy, like some eggnog or something like this, or like a, a really nice warming, like sipping whiskey. Yes, yes. And then just just have it on sort of you don't have to pay attention, just have it on in the background ish on one of the gray days where you don't really know what's happening or what day it is. Just have it on in the background with a cup of something Christmassy. And just just let me know how you feel about it then. Because I would honestly, I think this movie is purely situational. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a great movie, like standout on its own. I just think it's fucking either an add-on to the first one, a nostalgia blast, or a great fucking. I don't know what day it is in the the yeah. weird three days in December. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like to do this with movies, but I mean, this would at least be worthy of. I can put it on in the background. Yeah, have a a holiday scented candle. Yes, a nice sipping whiskey, like that's you said. it. See, some Christmas lights up, and it's playing in the background while I'm doing something. Else. That's it. You could literally be doing housework, right? As long yeah. as this is on in the background, I guarantee you, it brings it. It adds to the environment. It's it's what it, it's like. Background music. It's like elevator music. It's the Ghostbuster equivalent to ele- to elevator music. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just it gives you a vibe. Vibe. Yeah, it gives you. Yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah. It's all good vibes, man. <laughs> Just a vibe, pure vibe. <laughs> oh, that's so woke. Nineteen eighty nine, they're all banging on about vibes. This is the most woke film from nineteen eighty nine. Oh man, they're like, oh man, there's so much negative energy in New York. We gotta be positive, dude. I, again, I know I already said this, but god damn it, everyone was just <laughs> singing outside that goddamn building, and that's what saved them. Oh, get out good, of here! It's the power of love, man. It's all about like you know people coming together. Sharing that good positive energy. Yeah, I can get behind yeah. that. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I'm I'm gonna have to give this like a fucking eight. It's not as good as the first one. It's, it's not as good as the first one. But I am in love with I'm like I'm so unashamedly in love with this movie. Like it's nowhere near as good as the first one, but I do just fucking love it. I wanna look up like which movies are rated number eight on like IMDB. Let's see. Oh, Persona, Ignar, I- Ignar Bergman's Persona. Okay. Okay. So Ghostbusters Two is up there with that. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. It's it's almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, another eight point one. Tarkovsky's yeah. Stalker. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So it's we got almost Ghost, as good Ghost, as... Yeah. <laughs> Ghostbusters as good Two as... <laughs> is is in the pantheon. Yep. That's, Let's that's... see where where Terminator Two is at here. Let's oh, see Terminator Two's got to be a ten. Has to be. You'd hope eight point five. All right, okay. so almost right. there. Yeah, so it's Ghostbusters, you know, Ghostbusters 2, two, Terminator two, Judgment Day, interchangeable. Yeah, man. It's just you know, <laughs> Terminator two lives a little bit uptown, right? It's like yeah. it's in the next neighborhood over. It's in the slightly nicer neighborhood, but you know, same neighborhood, same same block. <laughs> God damn. Uh, now now I can't wait to talk about Afterlife. I might have to see it a second time. I'm gonna try to watch it again just to. Make sure it's all fresh for me for the next I have, recording. I think I've seen it. I've seen it twice now. I went to go see it on a late show in last night, and I'm oh, going to go see it again tonight. To be fair, I think my nephew wants to go watch it again, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go watch it again. Then I'm gonna use the excuse that my nephew wants to watch it again to take him. Um, I don't know. I'm like a little kid in a sweet shop at the minute. It's it's this is a weird time to have Ghostbusters in the cinema. I've only ever seen Ghostbusters mm. in the cinema when I worked at the cinema and I won a quiz so that we could pick whichever movie to watch on the big screen at like, you know, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or whatever. Uh, uh-huh. And I picked Ghostbusters. So now I get to go to like an actual Ghostbusters release 
and my money goes towards that i'm yeah. trying to like make the most of it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah oh, hell yeah yeah man but yeah guys thank you so much for hanging out with us on the every movie ever podcast slash drinks in a movie podcast uh ghostbusters mini crossover series this yeah, is part sure. two of three man rudy thank you so much for hanging out with us it's been yeah, fucking man. awesome Fun. yeah do you want to tell us where we can find you at drinks in a movie pod on instagram from there you'll find the link to our the the apple itunes and it's we're also on spotify and all kinds of other podcast platforms and youtube so check it out drinks in a movie pod please go and listen honestly you will not regret it i listen to this on an almost daily basis Hell yeah. unashamedly super fan that's what i'm happening right now you are the ghostbusters 2 of podcasts for me <laughs> Eight, <laughs> that, that, eight out of uh, ten. Man, I don't know. Listened that, on a daily basis. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's kind of fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe uh, that's just, just my perspective. That, no, that's no, no, like no, you're, that's like, like, you're like, like the every movie ever podcast for me is like Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> oh my days! That is no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Insult. <laughs> That's how I felt for a second, though. Like, I rated this thing a four, man. But I guess you I did know. say it was an eight. So you're up there with uh, Tarkovsky and Bergman. So yeah, I'm happy about Terminator that. 2. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you're in the same neighborhood as Terminator 2, Ghostbusters 2, and those other ones. You know, those are the, the not important ones that we we don't need to talk about because <laughs> they will shine a bad light on the rest of them. It's fine. <laughs> Guys, go and check out Drinks the Movie Podcast. Rudy has some great guests. He covers some great movies. Super relaxed atmosphere um tackles tons of areas of movies that you wouldn't necessarily look at before you're a cinematographer yourself right yeah yeah so you get the interesting like insider's perspective on some of the movies as well super interesting super fun you will guarantee i'll guarantee you that he gets you to where you need to be to go and want to watch that movie yeah you did thanks, it to me man. with fucking blair witch man i've literally <laughs> i watched that last night and i'm kind of bitter about it but i'm also like okay it's fine it's <laughs> <laughs> Another situation of like, all right, maybe I missed something. Let me double check to make sure yeah. I actually hate this film. Yes, it. Because when I when we tried to do it for our Halloween thing, I was convinced that I really liked that film, and then I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, and it's to say, it's funny because even with the, your podcast, like The Legend of Chun Li, like I rented that movie later that day oh, after I'm hearing so sorry. and i think i messaged you guys about it too i was like man you're making me want to watch this yeah that movie was so bad and I you am, made I'm the sorry. funniest comment ever where when they're doing that weird dance nightclub scene oh, yeah, and you yeah. said that Kristen crook's acting or something it's like someone has a cattle prod like <laughs> Someone's holding her up with a cattle prod. Yeah, like. <laughs> like, like some Weekend at Bernie shit. God, that was just pure comedy gold, man. Thanks, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm sorry that you rented that movie. I apologize. Um, uh, it's You know what? Life's all about choices, man. And There you go, man. <laughs> there you go. Guys, join us next Sunday. We'll be back for part three, the final part, where we'll be looking at Ghostbusters Afterlife. Take care, guys. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>